four years before this team really gets to a place where they can really contend in the NFC North. I think Ryan Pace, like the pick or not, he was thinking about that same process. He wasn't going to come out and tell you that, listen, we're not going to be good for a little bit. It's the future. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down the Distance. Jared Payton alongside Sean Davis, SD2 Mikes on Twitter. I'm at Payton's son, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. It's on WGNRadio.com and associated with the arena coming soon. Let's let's talk about something, man. We got to... We've got to clear the air just a little bit, man. Hear a lot of people talking, you know, a lot of people chatting. And the crazy thing is, Sean, when we hear people talking, normally, you know, we're reading these people either on their blogs or also on, you know, in the newspaper or wherever it is. We're reading all these different comments all the time. And I think both of us, we have something to say about a certain topic that feel like that we have a gauge on. Um, and if you really look at it in, with clear eyes and a clear view and you go back to what it was when it happened, come on, man, you, you could see why we are at this place where we're at right now. And it goes back to Kevin White and everybody. I get it. I understand. The expectations were super high when he was drafted two years ago. When he was selected, I was, I, was, I was there that night. And I remember, you know, being here in Chicago, it was electric. I mean, we're talking about Ryan Pace's first draft. Everybody wanted to know where they were going to go with that first pick. And when the selection was made... And the hat was given to Kevin White, and he put it on his head. A lot of people were excited, and rightfully so. But if you go back and do your homework before he even put on a Bears uniform, some of the issues that people are having problems with in his game, you shouldn't be surprised by what's going on right now. So don't let... Things that come around not that often. And then I talk about receivers. When I look at receivers, Sean, I look at receivers as being when you come from college to the NFL, it's probably one of the hardest positions to be able to transition from the two different games. College game, totally different. When you get to the pros, you're playing with grown men. And if you look at the film, And we've dissected this from the beginning. We looked at the film and we saw that there were parts of his game that were going to have to be worked on, that he was going to have to progress, and things that he was going to have to kind of really get in and and truly be in, in game situations to get better. But he had flaws. He was on one side of the football most of the time when you were looking at the film in college at West Virginia. Limited time, limited time. This wasn't this guy that did it over a long period of time like Omari Cooper that you saw every single year going, I already know he's going to be in the NFL. 
You and I both watch SEC football. We watch Amari Cooper do his thing, and we, there was no doubt in our brains that he was going to be that guy that he was in college when he got to the NFL. You don't see that that often. Odell Beckham Jr. ODBs don't come around that often, man. That shine in their rookie years that just take over. So to have that expectation that because you see certain things that happened that came before that you think are going to happen with this pick, I'm sorry. Because I knew from that moment when he walked across the stage, Sean, that he was going to be a work in progress. I knew it. It was going to be a work in progress. So being out with the injury in year one, people were upset. Ah, We wish he could be out there. This is a game changer. I get all that. But the lack of experience that he had of playing the game and what it was going to take for him to become a really good player, it was going to take time. And let's let's not forget, if you read the J.P. Pressers from last year, I always told you, right, what I say about the process. Three years, right, four years before this team really gets to a place where they can really contend in the NFC North. I think Ryan Pace... Like the pick or not, he was thinking about that same process. He wasn't going to come out and tell you that, listen, we're not going to be good for a little bit. He he can't do that. He can't tell you that, listen, this pick that we're making right now, this is going to be a process. I mean, we're talking about two, three years before he gets to where we think he can be. And unless you're truly talent-deprived in this league, you're going to be in between six and ten wins. Yes, that's the competitive nature of the NFL. If you're the Cleveland Browns, then oh well. <laughs> well, we, we know where, where they're at. We know where you're at. <laughs> so winning six, seven, eight games, that's easy. It's not easy, but it's easy because that's the way things go. Most games are decided in the NFL between all teams by seven points, which is why the point spread is so shady. Yes, so manipulative because any point at any time when you're dealing with professionals, the best of the best, the ball can bounce either way. The game can go either way. So when you started talking about Kevin White, right? Yeah. yeah. Two things I want to say. You talked about transition process, what he did at West Virginia, translating to the NFL. Two things that I heard post game one that I think needs to be eradicated. The problem is you have media types, people reporting on the game that use cliches that have been used for 40 years to make it seem like they really know what's going on. Mm. Instead of taking a step back and maybe as a reporter, which is what you truly are, talking to somebody that's actually played the position, had a similar upbringing, as far as coming from a wide-open offense and having to matriculate your skills and talents into a totally different system, which is amazing because this fan base and this media base gives Jay Cutler a ton of rope based upon the fact that he's had to go through different systems. Mm. So it's cool for Jay Cutler to struggle going from system to system, 
But we want to jump out the window on this kid playing his first professional game coming from a system that was wide open and going to a totally different professional system. It's totally different, man. It's totally different. It's totally different. All right, so I'll give you the two things that upset me. Okay. The two cliches. Number one. I thought you, okay. um, Number one, the cliche that I saw from media types and fans. The game is too fast, and he's not getting separation. The game is too fast. He's not getting separation. Dude, it's cliche. Monday morning quarterbacks say that. When you put that in your article, you're not saying anything. You're not showing me that you have understanding of the game. You're not showing me that you have understanding of the wide receiver position. Now, of course, I know people are going to say, well, man, did you play football? No. Which is why when it comes to football, I don't jump out there on a limb trying to make it seem like I do know what I'm talking about. That was one of the toughest. See me in about a month. I'll get into it with you. That was my but right now, can't do it. So I lean on guys that have been on the field that can understand what the transition is all about. That's what you got me for. That's okay. Why I'm here. Yeah. That's why made I'm here. a call. Made a call to somebody that works for the Peacock. Somebody that works for the Jerry West logo. Okay. That played the wide res- receiver position. Okay. Got some intel. What'd you, what'd you we'll find get, out? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Played in the same division. Okay. Yeah. Touch base with them. Right. Have to bring them on in a couple of weeks. I'm cool with that. But I touch base with them. The second thing I heard about Kevin White. Him missing a year. It's not an excuse because Will Fuller made plays in his first game. Oh, whoa, whoa. pump your brakes. Got to pump, pump your brakes. I got to. This is where I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? Because you know the game. You know I'm die hard. You watch, you watch Will all the time, I've man. watched this dude from the first time he set foot on that campus in South Bend. Up until, up until the NFL Combine this past, what was that, March? This past March, Will Fuller in four years, three years, at the University of Notre Dame, was never good at routes. It was one of his negatives. Chris Brown, Corey Robinson, uh, the kid Jones that's at Detroit, those were the guys that were the route guys. You know why? Yeah, I know why. They were technicians. Yeah. You know what Will Fuller was? He was the explosive guy. Go get it. So you know what Brian Kelly did? He didn't fill his mind with run this route, learn how to be a technician, learn how to do this. No, I'm giving you four routes. I'm going to give you the fly route, the post route, the deep end, and the quick screen. Master these and be explosive. Let me, oh, let me, let me stop you there real quick. Before, I don't know, I'll let you keep going. I'm going to let you keep going because I love where you're going with this. It's pretty similar to what the Bears had to do with Devin Hester when he switched over and wanted to be a full-time wide receiver. It wasn't no every single – when it started out, it was, this is what we want you to do. Here are these four plays. Master these. Understand these. And when you understand these and you understand why you run these routes and how to run them, then we'll start adding in other stuff. But this is what we know you do very well. This is what you can do to help us. 
go back to what you were talking about with Will Fuller. You remember? Remember that I, the Virginia game? Was it the Virginia game? Yeah. That nine round? I see him catch that. I was like, first, first play of the USC game, going up against a top 10 pick in the upcoming NFL draft, Adoree Jackson, mm. who runs like a 4 3, possible sub 4 3. First play of the game, play action post. They didn't ask him to run an option route. You're our best explosive player. They just scored seven points on the opening drive. We want to get back at them. We're going play action, explosive play. Run what is explosive, what allows you to be explosive. You don't have to think. But not even just run what's explosive. Run what is good for how he can help you in your offense. You're trying to win a game here, right? So not only are these explosive plays, but you we talked about a guy that can take the top off of defense. You mm. want to be able to see that I haven't people say we I haven't seen enough out of Kevin White yet, but I haven't seen him run those routes that I saw him run in West Virginia that he was comfortable running. No. You haven't. So because they're trying to turn him into this, you know, master of the tree route technician wide receiver. And that's not who he is. So let's go to that's, that's, let's go to oh, a great let's up. go to a hold great up, head up, coach. Hold up, hold up. That gets me upset too. This whole everybody throwing out another cliche, the route tree. I would question that Alshon Jeffrey, his first year, didn't know the route tree. He was a jump ball, throw it up, and a quick slant, big body in front of the DB, catch a touchdown. I'll give you. That. Matter of fact, he got hurt in Jacksonville. Hurt his hand and was out for the rest of the year running a quick slant. This is what you do. I can't let you get off this, though, real quick. Oh, we, be, we be, can stay on it. I just, because, because, that was a quick segue. Because I'm going to Bill O'Brien. I know you're going to go we to Bill O'Brien. talk about great coaches, yeah. offensive minds. Oh, I'll let you go there because I think it, it, this will – I'm just going right? to let Mary We go saw what Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. in the midst of turmoil at Penn State yeah. was able to do offensively. Coming from – New England, the system, working with Tom Brady, goes there. Hackenberg as a freshman looks pretty good. Yeah. Right? He leaves. Hackenberg, his development, eh. He took a beating as well, though. Right? But it was eh. Goes down to Houston, has no quarterback. Was that team in the playoffs last year? Yeah, they yes, lost to yeah, Kansas yeah, City, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got drugged by Kansas City. I'm thinking college there. They yeah, got yeah, drugged. Yeah. He gets Will Fuller. Now, he has DeAndre Hopkins. He has his technician. He is a technician. DeAndre Hopkins is that guy. That's what you need him to He's do. He's number one. Technician can run every route. Demands a double team. Easy. Easy. Drafts Will Fuller. Houston, Texas is sitting there. First round. They say, we have our technician. We need an explosive guy. Somebody that just can just take the top off. Make explosive plays. Let's see. Hmm. Right? Yeah, let's see who we can pick. He's sitting right there. Sitting right there. So they take Will Fuller. And now, my question to you. Yes, go no, ahead. It's not even a question. Just, we can just say it. Look at the routes Will Fuller ran. Exactly. In the, the game. The touchdown he dropped was a post. Yes. The touchdown he had was a quick screen. Yes. He had another reception that was a deep end. 
the same successful routes that allowed him to be the most explosive wide receiver in college football the last two years from a touchdown standpoint, Bill O'Brien asked him to run the same thing because that's what he knew how to do. Bill O'Brien didn't take him in and try to change and mess with his mind and say, well, you have to learn this. You have to be technically sound this way. You don't have to be technically sound to run a fly route. You don't have to be technically sound to run a post. Put him in a position to be successful. You know why? Because his speed is so elite. And you saw it. Listen, you saw it even when either the ball was overthrown, if he's on the go, he was always a step and a half of his whoever was trying to check him. His explosiveness. Now, this is where we put the onus and sit, sit it in the middle of Ryan Pace or either the coaches. Okay, because this kid is taking all the blame. Either you missed in your assessment of Kevin White and he's not as explosive as you thought he was, or either the coaches are not using the player the way he should be used. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's hard for me to say that it's they miss because it's it's too early. Because we've had this conversation, if we go back into the archives, about being at training camp and seeing what some of the things that we saw about Kevin White, we're not seeing that kind of translate over into the, the regular season. And we didn't really see it in the preseason as well. So I don't know. I, I want to give it time, and I want to let this breathe a little bit to let him kind of develop because he's got to figure out – He's got to be in a position to be successful, and he also has to feel comfortable. If he's not comfortable in his surroundings and in, in this offense, he's going to be timid. He's not going to be running full speed. He's always going to be thinking about, am I going to make a mistake? Because he's running option routes. Oh, should I stop here? Should I settle down here? Should I go? Should I go? Will Fuller at Notre Dame, maybe in three years, maybe 10% of the time ran an option route. I'm sure he ran it, but I guarantee you 90% of the time he ran four routes where he didn't have to think. He went and made plays. They used his explosiveness to improve the offense. Early on, my question is, why are you trying to make this guy think? Why are you trying to make it? Well, he's a professional. Will Fuller's a professional. Did you see him run an an option route? It's not. I don't know if it's about thinking. I think it's having him overthink. But, but he's I think he's overthinking this. There's there's a couple things um that And based upon what I heard my interpretation very savvy post game Kevin White. Media tried to, they tried to pull him into the mix. Yeah, he they tried to pull him into the mix. Very savvy. We'll look at the okay. we'll look at the tape well, on Monday and you. figure it out. Let me tell you this. We talked about it. We'll figure it out. Let me tell you. That lets me know that in his mind, he saw something, and what he saw, he felt like, man, this is what I was doing because this is what I saw. Now, if we need to get together on what we saw and we saw different things, that's fine. If we need to work together so I can understand your body language because it's not quite there, that's fine. But if it was – listen, all I know is the hardest part is we don't know – that's the play call. We don't right? know so the play call. We calls. don't know. But it looked like he was about to sit down in the zone anytime that you feel that there's space. But he went and then stopped and like basically came back and stopped. So 
If you're going to keep going, coaches have always told me, just keep going. If, they, if you're going to make a mistake, make it going the, the first direction that you're going and keep it moving because yeah. of the Jake. But to me, but this, I don't know if the pass – I think the pass – You know what's funny? Gets intercepted anyway. You know anyway. what's funny? Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. They had video of Jay Cutler's eyes from the time the ball was snapped. It was in the same spot. I get you. But guess what? The right? Two, That's not, the, and I'm not blaming Jay. Number two, I'm just going to leave it at this. Jay Cutler has looked at a defense before and then thrown the ball and never saw the guy that ended up picking the ball off. Hold up. The right? Guy, hold up. Never guy, felt him. But hold up. Never saw him. But, so what if Kevin White went to a spot and he thought he felt something and he was wrong? It happens. It's football. Players make mistakes. So now you want to jump out the window on this kid because he made a mistake? Man, stop. Come listen, on, man. Listen, Look, listen, man. This and quit. Please quit these cliches. I know. False flagging, a lot of false flagging going on out in these media streets, man. Fam, I feel like the dude who intercepted it had his back to the ball before when the but the ball was released. I mean, it wasn't like the dude who intercepted was looking at his eyes the whole time. First of all, it looked like a bad throw. So, but you're right. Everybody makes mistakes. Receivers, there's certain things. And I'm going to tell you because Coach Saul at Miami, my Miami running back coach, would always tell me, make a decision on the football field. And what you see down on the football field at eye level is totally different what people are seeing either on TV or what you see when you sit down and you watch the film over. It's totally, totally different. But we have to stop figuring out which side we're going to be and uh, be be on both sides of the fence when it comes to this young man. He's still learning the game, and we have to kind of be behind him and watch how he progresses, and we don't know. Nobody is a for-sure thing. You never know what can happen in this game of football, whether it's somebody getting hurt. They might have so much promise in the world. They could be great. Let's look at, and I don't, I'm not going to go into this, but this is just a, a, a person I want to bring up. Look at RG3 in his rookie season. Everybody, that his rookie season, people were like, yo, this dude is on the path to greatness, right? Injuries crept in. So you don't know. It's not a for sure thing. But you have to give it time to be able to figure out before you start calling somebody a bust and that this is, oh, I can't believe this pick. Listen. We knew coming in, and if you didn't know, that's your fault. I knew coming in that this dude was going to be a project and it was going to be a work in progress. The same way that I looked at Leonard Floyd when he was drafted as well. It was the first thing I said to you when I called you and I was there. I said it to people who were around me who played the game when I was at the draft, and I saw I saw it come through and I looked and I said, and I think me – and another media personality who used to play at the same time said it. We looked at each other and said, it's a process. It's going to be a process. But that process, it makes sense if for Ryan Pace to, for it to be a process. If, like it or not, like the pick or not, or which way that they went, understanding his train of thought and how he's thinking about this is going to take some time as they build a foundation through free agency and drafts, that this was going to take time to be able to be in that conversation of an organization that can actually be talked about as a contender. It's not going to happen overnight. 
So anybody that thought, I mean, coming into the season, we all have high hopes. Before this team stepped onto the field, you looked at them on paper, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is 10 wins. Look at this schedule. Oh, my goodness, this, is, this, is, this could be 10 wins. This, this team might be able to find their way in the wild card and, and actually get into the playoffs. Yeah. And then you step back as the preseason happened. As everything started to unravel, you started to look at other teams. You started to really go, well, what is this, a seven-win season? Is, this, is it eight and eight? But you have to keep making progress. So we're talking about a team, Sean, that's it's the, the youth movement. You got youth at a lot of key positions on this team that – are going to need time. And the only way that they can get better is by being in the football game. People want to know what the success of the the U when I was there, that, that's what happened. You had guys that were there that were vets. But then you had these young cats that had to come in and play early on. And once they got to play early on, over time, the next two or three years, that spotlight that was on them when they got into their first game, it wasn't that bright anymore. Right. The big games that everybody was worried about, they were going, man, this is just every single day. This is what we do. And it became that transition. And so we started to figure out that these young guys, you didn't have to worry about them. Well, now with this young team, you we have to watch these guys progress. I'm not getting upset of why are these young guys playing and why are they out there. Forget all that. They have to be out there. You have, hmm. you, you have to be. That's another thing we heard, right? Why are all these young kids playing? Because Ryan Pace is looking two years down the road while you're sitting here complaining about game one after the 2016 season has begun. You need to slap yourself with baby powder if you thought that this team that this team is contending. Yeah. This team is is I hope they go out on the field and fight every single game, Sean. I hope they do. And if they win and they lose, listen, I'm watching because I want to see the progress of this young talent that's here right now. I mean, you got some pieces that are around, but still, young talent takes time to be able to cultivate for you to be in that conversation. As- 85 Bears were like a three-year process, right? Yeah. Three-year process before we actually got the 85 Bears. And they had key pieces that were there, but they had to figure this out. They had to figure out a shape in that I mean, offensive Pace, line. Brian Pace, heaven forbid, didn't have a 34 no. on his roster. I mean, thank you, right? Matt Forte is – but he, he's not – He's not 34. There's pieces that they're, they're trying to build something. You Listen, to, to build something, man, you got to have a foundation, man. And if you don't have a foundation, you know, everybody's looking so. So this guy has to build the foundation. He's totally flipped the roster. It's flipped. Flipped it. It's become the youngest roster, one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. You know this. What are you expecting from a young roster? I'm, I'm actually the dynasty. Well, the dynasty Dallas Cowboys in the nineties. Yeah, went one in fifteen. And so with that's, Troy Aikman as a quarterback. But bro, that's what that's what I'm expecting. You ask me what I'm expecting. I'm expecting mistakes. So what if you get another five and eleven, six and six and ten seasons? So what? It's going to take a couple more drafts. We said two more drafts. One more free agent class. We said this. You've been saying it in the presser. I feel like I've been saying it over and over for people, man. So all of these people that were predicting 10 wins and 
Because, look, John Fox, this situation is totally different than any other situation he's been in in his second year. Yo, but when they got here and took over this roster. Using the same players it was, that were here with small turnover, was there not a difference in the performance? A lot of, it, Did you not see a difference in performance from certain players? Yes, I, I saw a difference in the, the attitude and the mentality of this team. I mean, during the Tressman era, it was like I saw this team. I saw this team quit. I saw Bears team quit like two games in a row. Man, I'm laughing because people actually went into this game. Media types, right? Experts. The Bears can win this game. Are you? Wait a minute. Have, have you seen this offense in the preseason? Did you see this offense in the preseason? I didn't see much of much. Going up against that defense, what made you think they were going to produce more than they produced? Against a playoff team. And if they didn't get Brock Osweiler's turnover early, they score seven points. Things changed a little bit. But we're talking about a team that went to the playoffs in the AFC, fam. We're not playing the Browns. We're talking about a team that I don't care if they lost or not. And let's not forget, we got the, the quarterback that played in that that in that game is now on our squad. On our squad. As a backup. Don't want to see him. I don't know. Don't want to see him. But somehow, some way, Brock Osweiler was so overrated. We forgot DeAndre Hopkins, right? Let's let let's let's just stay away from let's stay away from cliches. Let's let's stay away from cliches. Let's stay away from Everybody just jumping off the bridge on on either this team or Kevin White. I, I hate that. I hate that though, Sean. You know I do because I don't like saying that about people that never played the game. That I don't want to say that they don't know the game because they watch the game. But it's different, Sean. There's a you difference played. between knowledge and wait, wait, wait. There's a difference between knowledge and understanding. Okay. All right, I'll go there because I I I had life I had to, I had to, philosophy the Bible all pointed out. There's a difference between having a knowledge of something and understanding, and there are different levels of understanding. My daughter knows how to save money. She doesn't have a full understanding of how to make money. Got you. She knows how to treat money. She has a knowledge and limited understanding of how to properly treat money. She doesn't have the full understanding. And it takes life it takes life experience and living to get a full understanding of how to do it with the skill set that she's been blessed with. Everybody's different. I say, well, what are you saying? Kevin White will never have a full understanding of what he's supposed to do on the football field if it's not built or constructed towards his skill set. I'm going to go to the wide receiver, former NFL wide receiver that I spoke with. I reached out to him. Quite simply, he said, the connection between the quarterback and the wide receiver and the system has to be built around the skill set of that player and the players that make up the system. He said the wide receiver that he was and the things he had to do with his first quarterback when he got there, 
totally changed when the next quarterback came in. But it still dealt with his skill set. Then he said, coming into the league, he said, I don't care what anybody says. It's about 10 to 12 routes. 10 to 12 routes that you can run. He said his rookie year, he ran four routes the majority of the time. Makes sense. That's it. Four routes the majority of the time. So the transition that he's talking about is something that people have to be patient with. Something that people have to understand. And if you don't have a full understanding, do a little more digging. Be more aggressive in trying to figure out what's really going on before you report it. That's what I'll say. There's a problem. Kevin White is not your problem. This offense is the problem. From the core, the structure, the quarterback, the OC, from what we've seen, this offense is a problem. I don't want to hear this Kevin White stuff, man. Question for you. Are things different if uh, Adam Gase is still here? Are things different? I think so. I think think having Gase, understanding how he likes things, I think he simplifies the situation. Well, I mean, being part of the draft process that ended up in drafting Kevin White? Yeah. I believe Adam Gates was probably talked to and consulted. He probably watched film. He probably watched the kid play and probably said, yeah, this is what I can do with this kid. This is how I envision this kid in this offense. So you might be right. Might be different. Little quick story. Remember Jimmy Smith? Yes. Wide receiver, right? Yeah. Drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Cut. You know why he was cut? No. Because – Troy Aikman was a statuesque, in-the-pocket quarterback. No scramble. They had a technician. His name was Michael Irvin, Hall of Famer. You might have heard of him. Yes, I have. In order to make that offense work, you know what they needed? What? A great tight end, which they had in Jay Novacek. And that offense suffered once Jay Novacek got injured. And guess what was the perfect complement to Michael Irvin? Not a great technician. Not a great receiver, but a guy that could just run fly routes and post patterns. Alvin Harper, mm. who, when drafted high in the draft by Tampa Bay, was considered a bust. But he got to Dallas. Let's not forget. With a coach, you might have heard of this guy, North Turner, yeah. that realized his skill set and didn't ask him to do anything more than what would make him explosive on the field. Let's not forget also what they had. They ran the football. They ran the football. Of course. And, and that and, and that opens up the game for the wide receivers to do what they do. And if you can have a good running game, it both of them complement each other. So I mean, it you gotta have all that. I I Now I let just, me just let me finish ahead, this before go you ahead. go ahead. So to finish this, Jimmy Smith gets cut. Why? He doesn't fit into that system. He's not the tall jump ball, post route, fly route. God that's needed to compliment. They had Kevin Williams from the U. They had Ismail later on. They had the little slot guys. They had what they needed. The slot guys weren't important because they had Jay Novacek in the middle of the field. Somehow, some way, he goes to Jacksonville with a left-handed quarterback that's great in play action, 
great in the rollout, in the waggle game. And now as a quarterback, an assistant that fits what he does best as a wide receiver. And what does he do? Ball. He balls out. It's as simple as that, man. Stay off the ledge. Stay off the ledge. Stay off the ledge. 2018, people. Just get used to it. 2018. You waited on the Cubs, and now you're reaping the harvest? Wait. I like that. I I. That's it. I'm done. I'm not saying anything, man. Sean Davis, SD2Mics on Twitter, at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U, and on WGMRadio.com, affiliated with the arena. Coming soon, as always, man. We were here. Now we're gone. Peace.